Hello, and welcome to the official podcast of Bishop Malcolm Smith. These teachings are recorded live each week and provided not only here on the podcast, but at youtube.com. Simply go to youtube.com and look for Malcolm Smith webinars in the search engine there. We also want to invite you to go to www.malcolmsmith.org. There you will find other teachings by Malcolm, including books, videos, and MP3 downloads. And now, with this week's teaching, Bishop Malcolm Smith. The Lord be with you. And we continue with this prayer of all prayers that gives us in such little sentences the very heart of God and each sentence calls us into this intimate fellowship with the Father in and through Jesus Christ the Lord. And we have been looking at uh, verse 9 and then into verse 10. Last time we were with your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I, I think we've got to revisit that. There's still stuff I want to share. And so there it is. If you want a text, it's in Matthew chapter 6, verse 10. Speaking to the Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I'm not going to reiterate what I said last week. And if you didn't hear last week, it is vital that you do. But enough to say, we have seen that this word will, it, it, it what it, it it's like chains on people the will of god it's as if there is this steel ice cold box called the will of god and i was uh, spiritually raised with with dear people but, but they lived in really in terror of this and they spoke of being in the will of god and then missing the will of god and then they talked about the permissive will of god as if now i've i got off at the wrong exit i'm off the interstate and and now i'm in the permissive i'm i'm on a a farm road and lord knows where this is going to take me because i missed the will of god tragedy of the bondage that that phrase has put people in but we have seen it it means and it means throughout the the scripture this is not my interpretation this is what the word means in the original languages it means will but you you have to see the the broadness of it it means the pleasure the delight this is, this is not some sealed order slipped into your pocket unexpectedly. No, this is the delight of your Father who loves you, loves you unlimitedly, unconditionally. This is his delight. This is what he wills in that sense for your life. It's a word that means purpose. This is the purpose, and people are searching, well, what's the meaning of life? What's the purpose of my whatever? Well, that's the word that's used here. And again, it is understood as intention. This is what God intends to bring to pass in your life. And so it's the, it's the pleasure of divine love. It is the delight of love. Uh, As love sings over you his purpose, as a mother sings the lullaby of love over her child, so this is God's purpose. 
me it's his intention for you it's love let, let me I want to uh, read very very quickly from Ephesians 1 you can read it more slowly after this broadcast but um, all the way through this chapter you have this word and it's talked about but in Ephesians 1 it's expanded on let, let me show you in verse 3 he is entering into a paean of thanksgiving and worship blessed be the God and Father he's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ he goes on he chose us in Christ uh, before the foundation of the world and predestined the adoption of sons the, the, this is this is what love has willed for you from before time placed you in Christ now has brought you into the family called you sons and daughters um, and all that to the end of verse 5 it says all this is according to or in line with the kind intention of his will there it is you see he says all this that God has brought to pass in your life is in accord with it's in line with the kind or oh, the kind the gentle kindness love in action intention deliberate intention of his will um, then it goes on in verse 7 in him we have redemption through his blood forgiveness of our trespasses according to in line with the riches of his grace which is another way of saying this will this pleasure unearned undeserved the riches of his grace and then in verse 9 he said he's made known to us the mystery of his will so the will is no longer some hidden thing under a rock you don't spend your day seeking the will of God no he's made known to us the mystery of his will and that making known to us is in accord with the kind intention again this love intention that is so kind toward us which he purposed in Jesus there you have you see now that's it that's where we came to last week that the will of God is in fact made manifest once and for all and forever in Jesus Christ the Lord what is the will of God now come on I know it's going to take the whole two weeks for some of you folk to, to come off your religious horse on this and come down here into the sandbox and discover what the will of God really is. The will of God. What is the will of God? What is the pleasure, the delight of God? It is Jesus. The Father. God the Father delights in unbeginning pleasure in God the Son and God the Son unbegun pleasure in the Father and the determination of the Father to send the Son and the Son with the willingness of love said I go 
And Jesus comes, the incarnation. God has joined humankind. God becomes one of us in Jesus Christ. That's the will of God. That's his pleasure. Was that God has united with the human. That's the will of God. And the life that Jesus lived, the life as a very ordinary person in Nazareth as a carpenter, and previous to that, a very obedient teenager submitted to his father, supposed father and mother. It's the will of God, the delight of God, just being a carpenter, delighting in the Father, in union with him. And, and then he bursts upon the scene to accomplish his specific mission, which is to bring us to the Father. And, and so he does it. He enters into our suffering, our pain, our death, and he takes it to himself. He enters into death itself and is buried. And then he breaks the bondage of death and comes out of the tomb with a body that can never die, never be in pain. He's left all that in the tomb. That's the will of God. That's what God wants for us. And that's what God has given himself to achieve in and for us. Now that's the essence of the will of God, to bring us into union with himself in and through Jesus who came to get us. Jesus came into us, into the midst of being human, and then he took us into the midst of him. And I live, said Paul, yet not I, it's Christ who lives in me. And that's a done deal. Jesus shouted, it is finished, it's done. And then to seal it forever, and to bring it into operation on earth, he rose from the dead. And now, now at this microsecond lives in the heaven dimension with our humanity. He never left us behind. He took us there. So the union, union, Christ in you, you in Christ. There's the essence, the beginning of understanding the will of God. Everything that Jesus accomplished, that's the understanding of the will of God. We're brought into union. You see, the essence of sin, there's a lot of daft things said about sin too. People think that sin is in bad habits and all that sort of stuff. Now, you've got to get down to the root of it. Lord, you, you don't really, uh, I, I mean, but well, I won't go there. Enough to say that the essence of sin, or you could put it this way, the essence of not the will of God is separation. Humankind, you, I, we were created for this union to be joined into God. Creatures of earth who are in face-to-face -face friendship and fellowship and delight with the Father. All in and through God the Son, Jesus, in the energy and presence and enablement of the Holy Spirit. For that we're created. That's meaning. That's purpose. That's will. 
sin was separation. The very first thing that happened when the lie of Satan entered into the mind and thought processes and into the heart of humankind was they perceived it was a lie, a deceit. But now their, their whole understanding is is distorted. They're, they have myopic vision and, uh, and they, they see all the way down through generations to now. Humankind believes that they are separated from God. That, that they believe that God is remote, God is disinterested, and I'm here. I've got to do my own thing. And if you just pull the lie out, I've got to do my thing and prove that I, I'm a God in myself. Separation. Did you know that the word devil, devil, uh, essentially if you translate that into pure English, it means the divider. It means the separator. <laughs> That's the work of the devil. He separates. And, and we, we cannot believe. It's, it, we're in darkness. We cannot comprehend that God loves us, that he would never leave us, never forsake us, but pursue us to bring us out of Satan's tyranny. No, we, we see him separated. And that spills into our relationships with each other immediately after the fall immediately what happened the, the couple made themselves clothes of fig leaves they must have looked quite a sight but what do they do that for they're building a wall between themselves and so Adam separates from Eve Eve separates from Adam they, they, they don't feel safe with each other they mask with fig leaves. And then, of course, when the presence of God comes, they, they establish that separation with him that they perceive, still separated from each other. They hide in the trees as if to separate them further from God. Separation. And that became separation of races, separation of languages, separation of people, separation of nations there, there come all the wars separation of rich from poor separation separation whenever you see someone pursuing a goal of separation you know the devil himself is in their mouth because that is satan's work to separate now, of course the word satan is another untranslated word which means the gossip or the accuser separate 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 talk about others separate as soon as human beings get around the water cooler they start separating separating killing off destroying others with words that's that's the not will of god you see and that's what sin brought in and what's religion Religion, the whole religion's in business because it promotes this agenda and says you are separated from God, but if you do 
what I tell you, there's a good chance that you'll build a bridge to God. And so religion is continually giving out new blueprints for a bridge that allegedly is going to get you to God. Do this, do that, don't do that, don't go there. And you, you'll find him, you get there. But it doesn't work, so every week they all parade forward and start again. No, Jesus Christ, who came to unite you and I to the Father through the Spirit. Now you have it. God love, that unique love, God love, seeking us, refusing to leave us. There you see the will of God in action, finding us, embracing us, even though he goes into death to do it uniting us and carrying us into heaven and in so doing bringing heaven that God dimension that place of God's pleasure and kind intention fully known brings that to earth he unites heaven and earth and so when Jesus in Luke chapter 4 he gives his what? Um, he gives his mandate. He says, this is what I'm here for. And he talks about releasing the captives, opening the eyes of the blind, bringing a, a holistic salvation, a deliverance to the innermost person all the way through to their physical and their situation. That's the will of God. Jesus is the will. You want to see the will of God? Read the Gospels. There's the will of God in action. And don't read it through religious glasses because they will tell you that everything you read in the gospel stopped when the last apostle died. No. <laughs> everything in the gospel is the good news concerning Jesus. And he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Here is the will of God. And so you see... I think I said this last week, but it bears being put on your refrigerator. The will of God is not a destination. It's a relationship. Really, I could close it right now. That's it. That's, that's it. The will of God is not a destination. That's why you don't, you don't seek it like it's an it up there. You know. the, the will of God... Say some people is that I should go to what Mozambique? I don't know. Uh, and I, I've, I, you know, I've been around. You know, been around, been a believer for over sixty years. I, I've seen it all. And and you know, the will of God is I go to Timbuktu. I, it's the will of God. No, you you miss it. The will of God is you in relationship to the Father through Jesus, dancing with the Father in life. And an assignment indeed may be to go here or there, but that's a, the will of God, this kind intention. We read it in Ephesians, this, this intent of God, this will of God is that you, as a member, intimate fellowship member of the family of the Holy Trinity, because you're in Christ and Christ is in you, and the Holy Spirit enables that relationship. But as, dare I say it, uh, loosely as you hang around the Father and the Son and the Spirit you will see how to bring this beautiful will into your situation or into that situation yeah 
it's not it's not a destination it's the will of god is a relationship it's it's the holy spirit establishing in the earth in your little world where your fingers go where your words go in that world to establish jesus as, as, as God the Son come and joining to us that he might carry us into heaven itself. And so in my world to bring about that relationship, the will of God, be done on earth as it is in heaven. Be done. And we saw last week that word done, it means come into being. Or, or to become or come into concrete existence or be brought to pass that which is the very heart, desire purpose, intention of God the Father and the Son let it now become let it spring into concrete visible manifestation here on earth as it already is in heaven be done. So, when I pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, I am asking and refer back to what we said about the kingdom of heaven because I can't go into that now, but we're asking in union with Jesus that everything that Jesus came to accomplish shall now be made manifest in this situation, in this life. Bring it to pass. Become concrete. This request then arises from knowing that Jesus Christ has achieved the will of God for us humans. He did it. Now I'm praying that it be so my my praying is not a whine do you, do you know those people whenever they pray they suddenly assume a different voice isn't it funny they, they they can't talk to god in their normal voice and he usually comes out with a nasal religious whine uh, and, and i want to say go and stand in the gutter because you're talking like a beggar you're, you're a son of god you're seated in christ and christ in you in heaven itself and now we talk to the father about that which is the very desire of his heart and so we're not trying to twist God's arm to do something he doesn't want to do. That's not prayer. Prayer is asking for that which the Father wants to do, that it be done. And that's not a mystery. It's revealed in love, penetrating into the darkest corners of human existence. God wants to shine his light and bring his life and wholeness so we, we ask for that which is achieved. We ask for that which Jesus said he's done, finished. Now, let it be done here and here. And that's why it says in 1 Thessalonians 5 that in everything give thanks for this is the will of God concerning you. That is, wherever we look, whatever we see, 
which, as we, we've already noted, the very existence of this request is saying that the way things are is not necessarily the will of God. You know, the, those Christian fatalists who whatever happens to them, you know, life just rolls over them and they say, the will of God be done. That's it. It's fatalism. No, what does it... If I'm praying that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven, what does that tell me? That right now what I'm facing is not the will of God on earth as it is in heaven, and I'm here to implement what God says is his will that has been done in Jesus. Now let it be manifested in this situation. So... I come with thanksgiving. I, I, I'm not coming with bowed head looking down at the earth, afraid to look at God and see if perhaps maybe there's a chance, maybe hit a divine lottery and get his ear and... No. The Father... The Father loves you. And says, speak. We do it with thanksgiving. It's done. It's achieved. And even though we may be pressured by the darkness, we can shout through the darkness praise to the Father that, that his will shall be done in the midst of the darkness. Now, you see, um, this, this, this very request is attended by shouts of victory. And so, it, it's our prayer, it's our request that, that in this situation, that which Jesus has accomplished shall be made manifest. And, and that begins with me, with you. This is one of the greatest prayers of my life for me, that in me, Jesus Christ shall be fully seen and fully known. Now, Jesus said, this is going... This is going to the boundaries of the will of God, I tell you. But, but Jesus said, he that has seen me has seen the Father. And he's our prototype. He was the first human who was God with us and, and revealed in this human flesh, he revealed who the Father is. Then he said, as the Father sent me, so send I you. And now he, he who is the image, who is the revealer of the Father, by the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of you. And I believe, I believe the day can be in our lives when it can be realized that he who has seen me has seen Jesus. And who has seen Jesus has seen the Father. Well, now we know we're talking about the will of God, aren't we? This is, this is our prayer. In our home, and to step into your home, to, to know the very presence of the Holy Spirit, though, though you don't greet people at the door with a Bible and tracts, you're the most normal person on the block because you're set free from all the lies of Satan. No, you're most normal most easy to be around. You're not a religious nut. But when they come into your home and they sit with you at a barbecue, they feel 
what they can never explain, the magnetic energy force of the person of the Holy Spirit. In your work, you go to work with this prayer on your lips, that your will be done. Yes, among those that constitute your world right now. When you go to your school, your college, you're going there with a bigger agenda. You're going to do your work in that place, whether it's in the office or the factory or in, in the school. You're going to do your work in Christ. You're going to do your work that will reflect heaven and you will bless your superiors praying for them. You don't have to do it out loud or tell them what you're doing, but you pray the will of God be done in their life, that they'll come to know this love and darkness gone. Let me put this. We are praying from heaven. Uh, have you seen that? We really addressed it in the very first phrase, our Father, who is in heaven? So if we're going to pray to the Father, we have to be in heaven to talk to him. I, I heard a program on TV last night and um, religious and, and they, there's interesting stuff but they quoted I don't know how many passages of scripture which describe life in the Holy Spirit and they said this is heaven when you die you go to heaven and then this no the the all the, everything I read in the scripture has its beginnings now, now in the Holy Spirit. now with Christ in the heavenly places and we are now looking at earth and its problems and its impossible possibilities we're looking at it all in and through the eyes of heaven or the eyes of the Father through Jesus Christ do you understand? almost everything that stands in front of us in life um, it, it defies us and we we say it's impossible well come up higher you say come up higher and, and realize yourself you're seated with Christ in heaven now look at that situation through the finished work of Jesus look at that situation understanding Satan has been defeated Look at that situation in the eyes of love. And as you do so, you cease to be distracted by the impossibility of the situation. If you're, do you, do you understand me? If, if I'm praying from earth, 
that I'm surrounded by the problem. I'm overwhelmed by the problem. And all I can tell God is how impossible this is. And I bring God down to fit the impossibility of the situation. And so I just pray without any hope or expectancy. But now, come on, remember, our Father who is in heaven, and we're now praying your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We're talking from heaven where with God all things are possible. Changes everything, changes everything. We see, can I use that word? I like it better than understand because understand, yes, I do mean understand, but don't get in, into your intellect. It's not just that. You, you see it with your heart. Jesus Christ is all in all. He is the victory. He is the will of God. This is what God the Father wants on earth. And so when I see him, when I see that, when I pray from that realization I am there, and I now, as, as his representative, and he in me and I in him, we pray let this will now become concrete reality on earth. And, and so all our requests, you see, are in accord with, in line with heaven. Now, let me say this. We, I said it last week, but uh, I am afraid that um, we, we were crushed for time. So let me just say it again. Okay, Jesus... God the Son, Son of God, exalted in heaven, having brought earth into heaven, having released us from the tyranny of Satan. And now we are praying that that which he has done may be actualized here in this event. Christ exalted in heaven. He hear me very carefully he constitutes the boundaries of the will of God he is the uncovered mystery of God's will everything that Jesus is everything that Jesus has accomplished everything Jesus says is done all the authority that is in Jesus that's the boundaries. If something fits inside of that, that's the will of God. And we are living that will on earth and requesting that will be done, requesting that will may be proclaimed brought into historical existence in the daily grind of life not as a railroad track you know what I mean it's not that interstate that you can't get off no the boundaries I walk into life anything that falls within the boundaries of Jesus the exalted Lord of all creation if it falls within that, if it falls within what I see done by this Jesus in the Gospels, if it falls within the promises that flow from that, then 
that's the will of God and I am in creative partnership with him in bringing that to pass what do I mean I mean I say it again if it falls within that then in this specific incidence in this specific event then I arising from my desires arising from my will which now united with Jesus and oh I know this is not the right really but I'll say hanging out with the Father being with the Father in Jesus then I determine that this shall be done here that is if if the love of God has been poured out into earth through the Holy Spirit that's the will of God so I can pray for this situation where love is threatened where, where people are moving into bitterness and malice and envy and I can pray with authority let your will be done here let the gossip and the bitterness and the division be gone through the finished work of Jesus. Let the love and the forgiveness and the kindness and the gentleness of Jesus be made manifest here. I can determine, I don't have to end that prayer by saying, if it be your will. No, I know his will. I know it. When I go to proclaim the gospel, I don't preface it by if it be your will. Of course, he gave us a blanket statement, go into all the world and preach. And so I don't have to wait for sealed orders to go to this certain place. No, I go. And when it's out of my own heart and, and in a situation. I see now if we had a building in which we could do this. Well, I, I don't have to say now, is it your will? Um, I, I, I say, I, I need a building in which your will can flourish. And if it isn't his will, that's okay. You haven't destroyed the universe by asking. If it isn't his will, you'll, you'll have the check within you that will develop over the days. It's okay. He, he's alive, you're saying. He talks to you. You talk to him. And so, as I illustrated last week, um, over and over and over again in Scripture, the individuals within the boundaries of what he said was his will, now you, you make decisions as you go. Oh, is this too much? Does this sound too crazy free? Well, get used to it. You're a child of God, and you're called to sit in Christ in the heavens and make determinations about earth. And as you are with him, he calls forth the creative desires within you that he put in you in that he made you the incredible creature you are. But then by being there in the presence of the Holy Trinity, you realize in you his desires. And so it becomes, you do it in tandem, your creative partner, junior partner. And so yes, his desires come in us. 
and we pray them and our desires we throw into the mix and we pray those and do so with thanksgiving as we walk into our day that we we've got special agents on earth to bring his will to pass here do you remember God gave to Israel a land and it was a micro picture of what we're talking about it's the Old Testament picture of God giving and saying that this is your inheritance and he named it he actually drew the boundaries from the river Nile to the river Euphrates from the Mediterranean and so on and now he says go take it now how they're going to do that a lot was up to them it was up to creative imagination it was up to wisdom that was baptized into God that now this is and so the Lord said to Joshua this is I've given I've given you the land it's all right it's a done deal but you've got to go and take it and so the way he put it he said every place that the sole of your foot treads on I've given it to you that is I I, I can't do it I've given it to you now put your foot down and take it it's yours and so wherever you put your foot it's yours I, I walk into the day with that consciousness every place my foot goes or in today's world every place my tire tracks go I can say your will be done your will be done so it says in Matthew 10 even in the Gospels before the fullness of this came to be um, he says whenever you enter into a house you declare over that house and family the blessing of God you're bringing blessing the will of God into that place or you could say you you and I we are God's thermostats we're not his thermometers you know the difference thermostats determine what the temperature is going to be thermometers tell you what the temperature is we go into our world to determine the way things are going to be we're not there merely to report on how bad things are you're not a thermometer to register the temperature of the world. You are a thermostat to change the temperature of the world. Look, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And I come smack up against something that is not God's will. And so what is my position? I, I, my position is this is not legal in heaven. Jesus Christ Lord of heaven and earth and heaven recognizes that and in heaven this that I'm now seeing in front of me is not legal in heaven therefore as God's special agent on earth a believer I say it is not legal here and in the name of Jesus Christ I forbid it and in its place I pray father let your will 
seen in Jesus be determined here? Well, when, when you go into life, and as I've said, that includes you, it includes home and work and school, it includes the fellowship of believers, which uh, almost constitutes that, that separate world of other believers. Whatever we set our hands to do in these various places, however we look at what is happening in these places, always with your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Your, your will be done in this place. Your will be done in this person. Your will be done in this fellowship. Your will be done in this relationship and so on. We are always looking, praying, expecting success in whatever it is that the subject is. Or the Bible word prosperity. Um, we were created to live that way. After God created, and, and at the end of each day, he sums up what he's done, and he said, it was good. God saw what he had done. It was good. Excellence. Even though much of that creation would never be seen by human eyes, yet God said it was good. He never left some of it unfinished or half done because he said no one's going to see it anyway. No, the whole of creation, it was good. And we go into our everyday world, we go into our everyday relationships and we declare the will of God, everything that Jesus died and rose and ascended and given the Holy Spirit to achieve. Let it be done here. Let it be seen here. Which means nothing my hands touch will be shabby. They'll never be half done. You'll never say, well, no one's going to see it. You're not just shuffling through life bored and complaining while you're waiting for the will of God when you'll suddenly burst into some spiritual meaning to life. No, the will of God, as far as you and I are concerned, is in just whatever the world is in front of us, where, where I find myself and where, what my hands find to do always recognizing I was created to work. I was created to follow the footsteps of my father who created heaven and earth in six days. And so the scripture says he did it in six days and you must work six days. Give glory to God. Uh, I, I leave it at that. But uh, when we go to work, whatever that work is, from being the mother and wife at home, or the person in the office, the CEO, or the messenger boy, or the street cleaner, or the student in college, whatever it is, nothing shabby, please. Nothing half done, nothing swept under the rug. No lies, no deceits. You are there to 
manifest the will of God, to be the love of God in that place, doing your work unto God, serving others. You say, well, my, my boss isn't a Christian. In fact, he, he's of another faith altogether, if it's faith at all. So, well, does that mean you're off the hook now? You, you can waste your boss's time? No, quite the reverse, actually. Joseph, read those chapters at the end of Genesis. Joseph, after getting the worst deal you could ever think of, kidnapped by his brothers, sold as a slave, to be dumped off in the gutters of Egypt. And he ends up in this employ. Well, it wasn't employ. He was a slave. A slave in the house of one of the government officials called Potiphar. And Joseph, even though that's far back there in the Old Testament, long before all I'm saying had been fully revealed, but he knew enough that he recognized the will of God is that I embrace this situation I'm in and do this as an act of worship, giving thanks to God that I'm alive and I'm here and here I am his agent to imprint my life with his love and to love Potiphar and serve him. And I have more tools in my toolbox to serve him than he could ever dream. For I'm in covenant with God. And so all Joseph did the blessing of God came upon it. But just a minute, Potiphar's a slave owner. Joseph is a slave. Oh, but that's beside the point. Joseph blesses everything he touches, and it says that everything in Potiphar's house had the blessing of God because of Joseph. And the result was Potiphar was wise enough to notice it and made Joseph the chief over it all. Now that's the will of... It, what's it say in Ephesians 6 when it's again speaking of slaves? But it, but it says the same thing. He says, you, you serve as unto the Lord and you're serving. You're, you're expressing through your actions and your words love. And he says, not with eye service. That is, you don't do it just when you're being watched and you don't do something and then if you think no one's going to see it, you start... No! The will of God, where you are, the world in which you find yourself in now, let that be the expression, that be the object of this prayer. Let your will be done. Your will be done. You see, the will of God, I come back to it, the will of God is you. <laughs> you in Christ. Christ in you, let loose in this world to proclaim that at the proper time, to live it all of the time, to reveal it in your life. Uh, that's your meaning. I would need another hour, and I'll probably be doing this in the retreat that we've got coming up in a few days' time. But enough to say here, the final meaning of you is not your status. I, I'm, I'm very glad that you have found your, your status in society. I mean, I, I am speaking, I know, 
to CEOs and to persons in high places of authority and influence. That's wonderful. But that's not who you are. Because if that was who you are, the day you might lose it, you cease to be, wouldn't you? Because you understand immediately some do. Because that was their meaning. And, and again, your, your meaning, your essential you is not in how much money you have, because if you lose it, you're not there. Do you see what I'm getting at? It's the same with your possessions. That's not you. You're not defined by your possessions. They're given to you to enjoy and to bless others sometimes. Because if a tornado swept through and you lost everything, if, if you are defined by your possessions, that's the end of you. You are defined by the fact Jesus Christ, the will of God, dwells in you. That's massive. Because now I've been set free from all of that. That's not me. I am Christ in me, me in Christ, let loose in this situation to bring into the very atmosphere, let, let the very outgoing energy of the Holy Spirit in and through me bring about in this place the love of God. Now, I, I have been saying that we say, let the will of God be done. Let me finish by saying that is not magic. Let me back up. Your will be done. There's an imperative here. It's not maybe or could you please, perhaps, you know, or those horrible words, if it be your will. No, this is be done. But in saying be done, and in so saying that there's no maybe, there's no perhaps, it's going to be done, then there's a commitment here. You're not going to give up. You're committed. This very phrase, but the whole prayer, but I'm speaking of this phrase, it is bold persistence. We know the will of God is done in the heavens in Jesus Christ and we in Christ through the Holy Spirit are the agents of the Holy Trinity to bring that now to pass in concrete history on earth so we don't give it a try we don't pray to see if it happens we're committed a bold persistence which is behind those parables and the experience of we pray and we pray and we pray not nagging God but pursuing what we know shall be and so Paul speaking of our confrontation with the powers of darkness said in Ephesians 6 stand and having done all stand I'm not budging this is the will of God revealed in Jesus and I pray so let it be and I'll be here at noon, I'll be here in the afternoon, I'll be, stand. It's the way it's going to be. Or maybe put it this way, prayer, we're joining our will with the will of the Father through Jesus, 
That's why we pray in the name of Jesus. Even as Jesus is joined to the will of the Father, so we now. And we are willing this on earth as it is in heaven with the Father. It's not I'm trying to convince him. I'm standing with him in the intensity of his limitless desire that his love thus be seen on earth. And his limitless desire is reflected in me and you by, I can't put this down. I can't walk away from this. This shall be so. And so it comes into persistence, not nagging God, but joining with God's desire, his passion. We can't give this up. We're going to pursue this to the end. It's almost as if our prayer, joined with the Father's desire, is actually part of the Holy Spirit penetrating the darkness of the human mind. Our prayer, joined with the will of the Father, is the Holy Spirit bringing the finished work of Jesus to all the powers of darkness and bringing them down. Or to put it this way, when Jesus spoke of this love, this will in action in Luke chapter 15, and he describes this will of, of God as, as the shepherd that goes after the sheep. Well, every step the shepherd took was that will in action. And he refuses to give up. And so, hour after hour, foot after foot, put down on the rocky ground uh, and climbing the steep ravines, looking for the sheep, he will not give up. His will is committed. There shall be so come death or life but I and so Jesus sums that up with the words that the shepherd went until he found the sheep there you have it it's until this will shall be done I we pray your will be done on earth as it is in heaven that's not some whim that we say to God through our yawns before bedtime this isn't something we say on Sunday and forget by Sunday night. No, this, we're committed to this. The will of God be done here until he find it. And we don't only stand against Satan and the darkness of human, but we stand against the mocking suggestions of Satan when apparently nothing's happening and I hear Satan's voice he says hath God said did you really get this right you know what I mean have you ever been in those situations when the eternal truth of God feels like fiction well there it is may may we be taken to new levels of commitment and faith and expectancy that the will of God be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. And now the blessing, the will of love, the kind intention of our Heavenly Father. Hmm. That blessing 
the blessing of God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit be made manifest in your life in this incoming week. Wherever you are, whatever you touch, that's the way it is. Amen.